It's Friday, December 23rd, 2022, and welcome to episode 33 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Feeler. We've made it past solstice, and here's to the days getting longer. In this edition of the Postcast, Alameda's winter warming shelter reopens, the new look city council is sworn in, Alameda PD seeks your help in a missing persons case, earthquake warnings bring confusion, COVID tests available at the Lum School over the holidays, Alameda Point has scads of seals, and speaking of the point, what would you think of a soccer stadium? These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story, starting today, Friday, December 23rd, and operating every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the city of Alameda's winter warming shelter will provide a warm place to sleep along with dinner, breakfast, toiletries, clothing, and limited overnight storage during the colder winter months ahead. Guests may also bring one approved, well-behaved pet. On Wednesdays and Fridays, shower facilities will also be provided. The warming shelter will be open through April 30th and is hosted by Christ Episcopal Church at 1700 Santa Clara Avenue. Please note the entrance to the shelter is through the Grand Street parking lot. The Housing Consortium of East Bay is operating the warming shelter. In addition to hosting, Christ Episcopal Church provides volunteers as well as a significant monetary contribution to help operate the shelter. If you are interested in supporting the warming shelter, you can purchase an item on the warming shelter wish list, the top priority at the moment, sleeping bags, or sign up online to volunteer your time and support with meals. For more information, call the Alameda Homeless Hotline at 510-522-HOME. That's 510-522-4663, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. For more details and links on how you can help, See the December 23rd news brief at alamedapost.com news. On Tuesday, Mayor Marilyn Izzy Ashcraft officially began her second term as the winners of the November 8th election were sworn in by the Honorable Judge Benjamin T. Reyes. Tony Dasog, by virtue of being the top vote-getter in the council election, was sworn in as vice mayor. Vice Mayor Dasog stated that one of his priorities was to expand the city council from five members to seven. He also expressed a desire to strengthen the council's relationship with the Alameda Unified School District, as well as laying the groundwork to bring BART to Alameda Point via an underground estuary crossing. Alameda's newest council member, Tracy Jensen, said she looked forward to working with the council to address the needs of the city's most vulnerable residents while maintaining the unique communities that make Alameda, quote, a wonderful place to call home, end quote. The council unanimously adopted a resolution honoring outgoing Councilmember John Knox White's service to the city of Alameda. The resolution described Councilmember Knox White as a, quote, strategic problem solver who earned the respect of many elected officials, business leaders, and community members, end quote. In other business, the council passed an ordinance authorizing the city's acceptance of the property at 2355th Street, commonly known as the Bottle Parcel, from the successor agency to the Community Improvement Commission at a cost of $430,000. The city will develop interim supportive homeless housing on the bottle parcel in partnership with SACIC, Five Keys Schools and Programs, and Dignity Moves with a $12.3 million grant from the Department of Housing and Community Development. The ordinance passed with a 4-to-1 vote with Councilmember Trish Herrera-Spencer dissenting, Although the grant covers building construction, Herrera Spencer objected to using general fund money to purchase the property and the potential use of general fund monies for continuing building maintenance. The council also set meeting dates for the upcoming year as the first and third Tuesday of each month, with the exception of July and August. In July, the first meeting will be one day later due to Independence Day, while there will be no meetings in August. The meetings will continue to be conducted via Zoom. No schedule for a return to in-person meetings was announced. 
For more details, see Karen Jensen's article at alamedapost.com news. The Alameda Police Department is still looking for Giovanna Swartz, a 19-year-old Alameda woman who has been missing for a week. Swartz was last seen on Friday, December 16th, after she met with friends at the Uptown Bar on Cap Street in San Francisco. She was supposed to coordinate with family members to be picked up later that evening, but they did not hear from her. The family notified APD on Sunday the 18th around 10 p.m. after being unable to connect with Swartz throughout the weekend. Giovanna Swartz is 5 feet 4 inches tall, weighs 180 pounds, and has distinct tattoos, according to police. She was last seen wearing a pink jacket with black tank top and black biker shorts. For a picture of Ms. Swartz, see the December 23rd news brief at alamedapost.com news. If you see or hear anything about her possible whereabouts, please contact Alameda Police immediately at 510-337-8340. While this week's earthquake did damage in Humboldt, the main effect here on Alameda was confusion. The epicenter of Tuesday's 6.4 quake was 270 miles away, yet the MyShake app alerted those of us on the island. The confusion was magnified the next day when a 3.1 quake in San Leandro failed to trigger any warning. Part of the problem is the MyShake app itself, which only alerts when quakes exceed 4.5. Additionally, the settings on the app come into play based on what the user sets as their home base. For the Humboldt quake, it was originally thought the tremors would be felt across the bay, thus the alert despite many people not feeling a thing. For a detailed look at how the alerts work, plus links to download the app, see the December 22nd news brief at alamedapost.com news. COVID numbers are on the rise with this year's triple-demic of flu, RSV, and COVID. Knowing exactly what you may have is critical to receiving proper treatment. While in-home rapid antigen tests can be useful, a PCR test can provide a more accurate diagnosis to guide recovery. National Labs will continue to provide drive-through PCR testing to the community at the Lum Elementary School parking lot, 420 Grand Street, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, according to the Alameda Unified School District. Please note, during the winter break, the testing site will be open December 22nd, 23rd, 27th, and 30th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Registration is required. can be completed online. For a link, see the December 22nd news brief at alamedapost.com news. Also in that December 22nd news brief, believe it or not, we've had bald eagle sightings on Bay Farm Island. The big raptors don't nest around here, but they will stop by on their way elsewhere during the winter. Great picture in the brief. Toward the other end of Alameda, the harbor seal float off the shore in between the Hornet and the Ensenal boat ramp. At this time of year, the float gets pretty crowded, as evidenced by the Alameda Point Harbor Seal Monitor's Facebook post of this past Tuesday. 73 individuals were spotted sharing the float. They all appeared to be in good health, a welcome sign in the wake of this summer's algae bloom and fish kill. You might not be aware of this, but that seal float is the first known floating platform in the world built specifically for harbor seals. For details, see the Alameda Point Harbor Seal Monitor's Facebook page. While we're at the point, let's talk soccer. The Oakland Roots professional men's team and the upcoming Oakland Soul women's team are in search of a new interim home. Currently, the Roots play at Laney College. The team has identified two potential sites to serve as interim locations while a permanent home is created in Oakland. One of those sites is near the Oakland Coliseum, the other, Alameda Point. Oakland Roots and Seoul President Lindsey Barren said in a statement, quote, Both locations have challenges, but nothing that we can't work through. The Coliseum will require work to ensure an interim stadium plan, and the future of the Coliseum site coordinated with several parties involved. The former naval base at Alameda Point presents some transportation and parking issues. We hope that every Roots and Seoul fan will take our new survey so that we can better understand the needs for our interim stadium moving forward. End quote. 
For more details about the future of The Roots and the Soul, plus a link to share your opinion with the team, see the December 22nd news brief at alamedapost.com news. Have you ever wondered what's up with that little island by the intersection of Central Avenue, Alameda Avenue, and Benton Street? That little pocket park dates back to 1895, and it has a name, The Rockery. Our own Steve Gorman delves into the story of this quirky little rest stop at alamedapost.com history. Events starting to wind down a bit for the year, but still some excellent opportunities to enjoy the season at alamedapost.com events. Some great New Year's options, starting with the Afro-Gatsby Cabaret Celebration at Caribou Wine Lounge on Park Street, an intimate concert with Kev Choice, and then a set from DJ Johnny Beats. A portion of the proceeds benefit the Oakland Symphony. Start your New Year floating. Literally. The USS Hornet presents their New Year's Eve gala from 7.30 to 1 a.m., featuring music from 3 o'clock jump and multiple dance floors. Don't forget, the Alameda Farmer's Market will be closed on Christmas Eve, Saturday, December 24th, as well as New Year's Eve, the 31st. Be sure to stock up on Tuesday, the 27th. After two cancellations due to weather, the Alameda Point Antiques Fair will return on New Year's Day. Details for these events at alamedapost.com events. That's it for this episode. Don't forget, the Post is now an official 501c3 charity, which means your donation is tax-deductible. From now until the end of the year, your donation can go even further. Thanks to Newsmatch, your donation will be doubled. We've got goodies like stickers, T-shirts, golf shirts, and tickets to our history tours as a way of saying thank you. You can see all the benefits at alamedapost.com memberships. Remember, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Find the Postcast wherever you get your podcasts or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler. For those who celebrate a very Merry Christmas, I'll be back next Friday with Episode 34 of the Alameda Postcast. <laughs>